Happy New Year, Wahine Collective Family! After letting go of things that no longer serve us, it is now time to start organizing. Listen as we share some of the ways we organize the different aspects of our lives and work towards creating a better new year. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Hi everyone, happy new year. I'm so excited to start our panel discussion today. First, I'd like to introduce Connie Kwan with a K. And I knew Connie back in in high school, not my high school, but my daughter, uh, Tati and her were high school uh, friends. And uh, as a matter of fact, they went to University of San Francisco together. And San Francisco is one of my favorite place now. But yes, Connie is um, not only a PhD student at University of Hawaii for architectural, but she loves to bake. She loves to cook healthy food and she loves to hike and do yoga. So thanks, Connie, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's such a good intro on me. <laughs> like you've got all my hobbies defined already. Thank you for joining us today, Connie. In 2021, we hope that, you know, we were able to let go of things that are no longer serving us and start organizing our life so that we could blossom in this new year. So yeah, um, I just want to start off by introducing myself. My name is Sophia and today I'm drinking, well, it's more like a smoothie, but it's called banana ice cream with a hint of soju. <laughs> so yeah, healthy, but dirty. And and then um, for Icebreaker, I will be going over the three people that have influenced us in 2020. And for me, this, this is really hard because I'm all about relationship. And if I could just pile, you know, the Wahiniko in one group, there it is. One is the Wahiniko. Another one is, you know, Uncle Jay. He's my boss. And then the other one is my partner. So yeah, they've been really helpful for me in my 2020. And I'm excited to see how our relationships will blossom in 2021. Um, I'm drinking the same thing I was drinking last time, which is that Ola Ginger Hard Cider. And my top three people that influenced, that influenced me this year, hmm. I would have to say my niece, Ali, I love like watching her grow up and like every year I can see her like improving her skills so much. Um, Kamala Harris for sure for breaking so many barriers like with women in politics and just living, um, having like um, high roles in society. And I don't know. I guess the last person would be like my mom. I like seeing her adapt to like um, change with this pandemic. She's been like such a hard worker for the past 30 years. And it's like, I'm, even though she's like out of work, I'm like glad to see her like embracing like this newfound change and like being able to adapt. Um, the three people that influenced me, I guess it would be um, my boyfriend. Uh, he's just like a really positive person and he's I feel like his disposition is the opposite of me so 
it helps balance me. Definitely my parents. I, I just like watching their relationship together. They've been together for like 30 years. And um, I feel like they're still like getting closer. So it's really inspiring. And they, they go on little walks and they make sure to like make dates with each other. And that's really cute. And then I would say, um, I mean, besides the Wahineko, I would say Connie and Tati. Like, I like how we have our little talks every Monday or whatever uh-huh. day it is. And it, it inspires me to just make sure to take care of my um, and nurture my relationships that I have with people, even through, you know, um, the pandemic. So, and then I'm drinking coffee, <laughs> my favorite. Awesome. And you, Tati, how about you? What are you drinking? Hi. I have a classic White Claw mango. Oh my gosh. I wish it was summer. Um, so that it's really hard to choose top three. I mean, definitely, obviously you guys and my friends and my mom. Um, but I, I, I categorized it because I felt like these types of people really got me through this year. So the first one was just any woman, like any woman that owned their own business this year. I feel like they've been through a lot and that's super inspiring. And for me, that's a goal in my life is to own my own business. So watching them kind of survive this year, um, they can hopefully survive anything, knock on wood. Um, the other thing was, um, I have my notes here. Um, just uh, funny people and like comedians just really bringing light during this year, I think that sometimes I just wanted to laugh and um, I had to dig a little harder to find it this year, but it was worth it. So that really helped me and influenced me and reminded me to just smile when it is hard to do so. And then Olive, (laughs) she's really changed me. I know that's so cheesy, but um, I just love her so much and she is growing so fast and it's just nice to see you know, take care of someone else. And, um, you know, just, she's just been really amazing and makes other people happy. When we walk down the street, people will say, she made my day. And that just makes my day, <laughs> making other people's day. So yeah, I love her. I think so- for people who don't know that Olive is a dog, Kathy's <laughs> dog, not a person. Everybody. <laughs> should know that by now <laughs> no i'm just kidding um yes lena thank you for clarifying all of this my dog person it's my dog it's my puppy <laughs> i love that answer from tatiana categorizing it um i'm gonna start with the news uh like wahine i should say be you know i'm gonna start with historical figure i did not know queen mi such a power was such a powerful was a powerful queen and she started her life and her adventure traveling across Europe, raising money for Queen Hospital. Um, She started the Queen Hospital and she just, you know, was inspiring because even if she lost her kid, her only kid and her husband, that's when her life started. And at this age of my life, I thought that's such an inspiring, powerful inspiration for me. Um, as far as uh, professionally, I think definitely um, I have, you know, Jay to mentor me. He's really, really good in listening and um, growing me into become a good leader, I hope one day, just like him. 
Um, and then personally, of course, I have my family, my husband, Robert, and my daughter, Tati. And we also have a dog named Lucky. That's our family. And uh, they kept me uh, grounded and I'm still human, even at this like really tough time for our organization. And uh, we can still be a family, you know, even though we're far away. So I think that's what means a lot during pandemic is family. That's amazing. Um, how about you, Lesejo? I love all the mentions of dogs because I heard that dogs are like your babies, you know, they're part of the family. So they definitely need that shout out. So I wish I had a dog. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the three people it, who influenced me in 2020 are the people I, sp I spent the most time with, which is my two professors. Because <laughs> I, I, I basically was on Zoom like the whole year, basically. And um, my husband, Michael, um, I think with the lockdown, um, the many lockdowns we've had in 2020, like just getting closer and spending that much time together, we definitely um, had positive impact on each other. And it was, it was really nice. It was really nice to, um, to have that. So yeah, definitely those people. Thanks, Lasejo. And what about you, Liza? Hi, I'm Liza. I just finished drinking a brown sugar milk tea with creamy cake from Hana Tea. Um, the three people that have influenced my 2020, um, I would say as a whole, um, definitely the Wahine Co, but especially I can't pick one person, but the group of friends that I've made when I studied abroad in London. So after we had all came back home from London, we still kept in contact with each other and they were pretty much like a solid rock to me as I was going through the process of coming back home and having all these confusions, these questions of like, why does this happen to us? Like, we're supposed to be exploring the world and like finding ourselves why is it like ruined so they've influenced me to be more to have an open mindset about it and to see things from different perspectives I would say the second one is my friend Jessica we've like been talking throughout quarantine and we've we just talk about like the most random things and she also has helped me see things from a different perspective. Um, and to have more grace with people and to be more understanding. And I would say the last person would be my boyfriend. He is, I would say he's very grounded. He's very um, decisive and he helps me to be more logical than emotional and to like discern those types of things whenever I find myself in situations of, do I follow this path or this path or make this, um, make this decision? So those are the three that have influenced me in 2020. That was awesome, Liza. Thank you for sharing. Um, how about you, Chloe, for your top three? Yeah, I'm Chloe. I'm drinking uh, iced coffee. And um, I 
for the three people that influenced me, I would definitely agree with Lasejo, um, my husband, Kavika first, because we just spent so much time together at home. And it's been really nice. Like when we were reflecting over 2020, it just was so nice to spend so much time together at home. And then the other two, actually the people that came to mind were podcasters because I think just being at home now and I'm working from home and my husband is out for work. So I'll just like play podcasts while I go throughout my day. Um, but the first is a girl named Michelle Reed and she's a Christian YouTuber. Um, she's I think around my age and she just has like a very calming and intentional aura um, and the way she approaches life with her faith and her job and a lot of the things that she tries like with her husband of trying to find balance and intentional date nights. I've like wanted to do the same things with Kavika um, this past year. And then the last one or the second podcast is this podcast called Choose FI and it's a finance podcast, but um, they really influenced us because we're this year we're on track to finish paying off um, my husband Kavika's school debt, which is really exciting. It's like $27,000 within our first year of marriage. So that I was like blown away. I didn't think that we would be able to do that, um, but they have definitely been like very, it's just been inspiring listening to other people's stories um, about like how they've been able to do it. So yeah. Even though I haven't met them, they're just, it's just influential. Wow, that's amazing. And I hope our listeners could relate the same way that you relate with all the podcasts that you listen to throughout the, you know, 2020. So our theme today, like I said, is organization. And I just want to start with our guest, Connie. Um, What aspects of your life are you organizing this year? I really want to focus on organizing, like, like maintaining my digital space because I find myself just on my computer way more, uh, like, obviously in grad school, so I'm on my computer way more than normally, but especially with the whole pandemic and being on Zoom, I still have to, like, keep on task and, like, not letting, like, my time be... I noticed like my time also like getting distracted. Like how do you stay on task with organizing your time throughout the day while you're working from home? Because like the lines are blurred. Like usually I can separate like home and work. So when I'm working from home or doing school from home, like I'll catch myself doing like multitasking and doing like chores and like listening to my professor or something, you know? So, I don't know. There's a lot of things to organize that like I haven't thought about yet either. Yeah, for sure. Like for me personally, the one part of my life that I really want to start organizing is my finances. You know, it's a new year and I just um, completed my, my university and I'm starting off with a new job. So I really want to learn um, how I can budget and also like um, investing. Like should I start my, you know, retirement fund and stuff like that? Because I feel like I didn't really learn those in school so much. So I'm like on a new a new plate of, of budgeting. Yeah. So a lot of financial decisions. Yeah. What about you, Auntie? Hi. Okay. Well, um, I am excited for 2021 that my brain is just like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And part of my organizational 
uh, skill is to be able to organize what do I want to do first. <laughs> so with that said, uh, prioritizing, uh, I'd love to prioritize my projects um, and to be careful because I work with people, kids, especially as my kind of passion to work with them, that's not project. So I have to organize that, you know, like my work, it is working with kids, but they're not my project. So, but my project could consist of, I want to organize my home project. My, um, my work project is definitely there. There's a lot of work project and my spiritual thing, my spiritual growth is part of the, my own self reflection project. So, um, and then I'd like to organize my reading, you know, kind of my wisdom, trying to gain wisdom. Um, how many books do I want to read a month? I don't want to put too much expectations on myself. Um, and then of course, of course, self-care, um, you know, like, do I need to work out once a day or twice a day? So with 2021 um, in front of us, we want to accomplish a lot of stuff, I think, because we, we're just excited to start all over again. So, but my way of starting 2021 and being organized is just to be able to maybe categorize it and then prioritizing those um, and make a goal from each of them. So, um, but again, out of those category, which one is the priority too, right? So I, I feel like my faith has to come first and my self-care. Um, and then my, um, my home life, um, and then the lowest will be probably, you know, like extracurricular stuff, you know, but yeah, thanks for asking. So that's what I'm hoping for and striving for, for organization in 2021. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what do you hope to actively manifest with your organization? I hope to actively manifest that focus is important. Uh, I want to be able to manifest all of this is to focus on one thing at a time. I used to think that I can multitask because I was brought up to multitask, especially as women um, in my household with six kids in my family. But I realized that multitasking and I learned a lot about the way our brain works is not helpful at all. So I hope to manifest multitasking, less multitasking, I should say, and more focus. That's very important. Um, how about you, Tati? What are you organizing this year? I've been trying to just, this was actually in our last Instagram post, just get everything out of my head onto, um, I've been doing like an online journal it's called Notion, um, just like getting it out because I feel like I will forget about, I'll think about it, but then I'll forget about it. And so then it kind of, it's like the sick cycle, but if I just get it out there, then it's okay if I forget about it for a little bit because I will get back to it eventually. So that's what I've been trying to organize is just my thoughts. And then um, I, I wanna just be better with the physical organization in my life too. Like, I feel like, like I, mentioned at one point, I have a lot of knickknacks and stuff and I don't think I'll ever stop buying it. But I think that there's a way that I can intentionally place it in my house where it's not, doesn't look like, um, it's not messy, if that makes sense. So 
I want to organize um, all of the things that I've accumulated over the years that I love, but they just kind of get shoved in a corner. I see. Is there a process that you go through? Like in Marie Kondo's book, she gets people to gather everything that they don't need. And then, you know, they ask themselves, does this spark joy in my life? You have a similar system. Yeah, I, I noticed that sometimes I'll like something four or five years later. So I, I, I never know if I should get rid of it because I don't know if I'll like it. But I try to just put everything together. And then some, um, I won't tackle it unless I'm ready to get rid of stuff because then I'm just like wasting my time. So there may be, it may take a couple of months, but there'll be one day where I'm like, I have to go do it. And then I'll be kind of in, I need to be in the mindset to clean. So it's not like, oh, it's Sunday afternoon. I'm going to clean. It's like, if I'm ready to do it, I'm going to take advantage of that moment. So it could, it's very um, sporadic, but when I'm, when I'm ready to purge, like I'll make sure to um, focus my energy. Do you, um, do you donate your things to like Goodwill or what do you do with the things that... Yeah, I try to donate. There's like a donation bin um, near the laundromat I used to live um, at. But actually, my friends and I, we try to just give each other everything. And we like to call it like keeping it in the family. So if you do want it, you can always get it back. So it's not like you're losing it. But, you know, we try to like share things amongst each other because maybe in by the time you want it back, like they'll be done with it. So that's a good like step. Um, but donations are always good. Or in New York... You can just put things outside and it's like gold. <laughs> yes, that's so smart though. Like give it to your friends and then five years later you go to their house. Oh, can I have that? Back? Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I love this shirt. Where did you get it? Oh, it's yours. <laughs> well, um, how about you, Lesejo? So one thing that I learned from 2020 and that I'm bringing with me into 2021 is not assuming that breaks will happen but planning for them. So writing down, because for me, being in school full time, um, once I have school done, then it's like, okay, check, my day is done. And I assume that I will have a break somewhere after school is done. But one thing I learned in 2020 was that that is not a correct assumption because <laughs> then you just put more things for the rest of the day. So definitely writing down when I'm going to have a break and writing down when I'm going to exercise because those are the two things that I assume I will be done but most of the times they don't because it's not written down <laughs> um yeah every year I have um like a bag of clothes and stuff I don't do to take to Goodwill so for I think my cupboard for the most part because I like to start the new year with a like clean organized cupboard but I think my struggle is like in the everyday stuff like taking breaks and exercise I hate exercise so it's like it's torture for me but I love it once it's done <laughs> so yeah for sure and I know you you must have been really busy with school so what do you really want to make time for you know you have a busy schedule but if you could make time for something like how would you organize it and what is it that you really want to do that you might not be able to do when you're super busy 
I don't know. I think for me, like spending time with family and friends has always been number one priority. I mean, I feel like school is personally, I feel like it's not a priority. It's just something that is part of life because I have to do it. Like I don't have a choice of like, oh, I can't go to class or whatever. So I wouldn't call school a priority. It's something that I have to do, you know, whereas priority, I feel like it's something I choose. I mean, I did choose school, but you guys know what I mean, right? Like, it's like every day I know I have school. There's no doubt that will happen. But in terms of me deciding what I will do, um, yeah, I think for me, like meeting up with friends or family is something I need to do to keep sane. So that's that's a priority because I need that to be sane because <laughs> school sometimes can drive you crazy. And yeah, I think having that support system in friends and family is is essential for me. That's awesome. Um, what about you, Chloe? What are you organizing this year? I think I, I resonate with what Tati was saying um, with like journaling and writing things out. Um, I think that's something I was doing last year, but this year I'm trying to be more just like diligent on it. And it's not even like I'm trying to, it's just like in the mornings, I just end up doing it anyway. Um, this morning I journaled like, oh, I've um, journaled every single day of 2021, which is only seven days. But I was just like reflecting on how even in the seven days it felt like clear, like it just felt nice to get whatever, yeah, just out and like help myself reflect. Um, so yeah, I think organizing that and similarly to, let's say, Hoan, just like writing things down, like um, continuing to organize with my planner and, you know, planning the same thing, like breaks and rest days and um, days to, or times to just not work. I think I got used to working on the weekends um, the past couple months because it was just so busy. But now as things, you know, kind of slow down, then make, like forcing myself to take like Saturday off. Um, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Lena? Um, I think one thing that I'm really bad at, and Auntie Aries knows this, um, my, just having my schedule organized, I just feel like I always, even though I put it on my calendar, on my phone, um, that doesn't seem to be working for me or like That's on my computer. Let's break that? this. Let's break this down, Lena. <laughs> um, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why. It's yeah. It's just like I I'll always double book or something, and I'm not sure why. I literally don't know why. I so can't. I I live by like Google calendars. I know it seems like formal, but it's like if if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So. so that's one thing I wanted to get, like Google Calendar, for sure. I still haven't done it in the new year. Uh, I'm seven days late. Um, but... Love Google Calendar. Yeah. Because you can share your calendar with someone else too. So like if That's you're trying true. to uh, multitask with like work stuff or like side projects, you can share that calendar. Like mm-hmm. when, are your ne- when are all your next meetings or... What are all your next deadlines? Yeah, I think I, color code. Yes, <laughs> definitely. What was that, Tots? No, I was just saying. I feel like in high school you used to like draw your calendar too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that actually really helped me like when I had a drawn calendar. And then there is a point where I use a drawn calendar and my phone. And then that got crazy because I would put different things in one or the other. And now I'm just trying to use my phone. But I think I need like a super loud alarm or something that like I have an event happening. And I also think because I'm involved in like different groups, like I have my band, I have my family, I have Wahineko, I have work. So I'm, I think that's where it kind of gets convoluted. But um, my plan right after we talk is to get Google Calendar. I keep on like putting it off or forgetting about it. But yes. Have you heard of um, bullet journals, Lena? I've never done it, but yeah, it's I actually like have so one. artistic. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was so, gonna say, I feel like you would be good at that. Thanks. Well, so I have calendars that I used to do like right here, but, oh, wow. and I really loved it, but it, I feel like it kind of just takes a lot of time. I love doing it, but sometimes some months I don't even have a calendar when I used to use bullet journal because, um, I don't know. It takes just so much busy. time. Yeah. I, I, I like to like draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. It, I felt, I feel like I need a visual like piece of paper. Mm -hmm. That's why, but I'm, I'm trying to transition into like the online world, <laughs> Google calendar. I sound like an old lady, but yeah. I'm, I'm just like you, Lena. I, we used to bullet journal together and now I just realize, or like now I just don't, want to dedicate like an hour to drawing out every month um so I rely heavily on google calendars for like planning out my weeks but like on a day-to-day -day, if I know it's like a busy day I actually do have like a written calendar that I use that actually like tracks it by the hour so it's really helpful because it'll, it has like a timetable on one side where it's like from 5 a.m which I don't know who like the goal is to wake up at 5 a.m um to 1 a.m and then like your to-do list and then important tasks but I think the google calendar has been really helpful and then setting alarms and reminders you can also um have it like repeat too yes yeah so I do yeah. that on my regular phone but it I think that it doesn't like chime or anything so I I just forget. Oh, it's a setting it. thing then. Yeah. It's a yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I just don't um, put enough time into like setting it all up. So that's where yeah. I need to just put in more time for that. For sure. How about you, Liza? Uh, I think in 2021, something that I need to organize has to be my finances in my room. Um, again, like uh, this is my last semester of undergrad, and I think more than ever, this is probably one of the more crucial semesters because all my grades count whether I'm going to graduate or not. Um, and like, I can't, um, I can't just be like, oh, I'll wait next semester to take this, or oh, I can't handle it, so I have to drop a class. Um, so as far as like getting back into like the groove of things, making sure like I have a dedicated space for um, for studying and doing work and also attending class, as well as like having time for myself to like read and to be away from that like physical space of studying and um, studying and as well as like attending class. 
and then finances oh my gosh like I swear I feel like 2020 has like I feel like it has set me like up to failure as far as like finances like not getting a job um like during the summer or even the beginning of 2020 and then um I guess like not having a consistent job where like it has or a consistent job with the consistent pay so as far as like paying for school and then like trying to I don't know like go out and do some things sometimes um getting food or other things like that it was like so tight on my hands um and I felt like at the end of 2020 it just made me feel like a little bit hopeless but with the new year and like new opportunities um I feel like my finances is like I feel like I've hit rock bottom so it's gonna like I've experienced how it feels like to be struggling in a sense. Um, So now I'm more mindful and I'm hoping and I'm praying for just more opportunities to have like a study job or um, like something to come up. So uh, at my church, we are doing like a fast. And so like, that's why I haven't been on social media lately because we just started and one of the things I'm contending for is to be more mindful of my finances. So I'm hoping I could reach out to someone and they can help me out or I just need to discipline myself and know when to spend money and when to save it and, you know, not use it. So I'm, hope- I'm hoping to organize those things, but I also have to give myself peace and grace when it comes to that. Um, I'm such a go-getter and like if someone tells me oh I want to get this stuff done like I'll get it done so uh, like with organizing it comes with like not being so harsh on yourself wanting to make that change so quick and wanting to have a set um, routine or set schedule so we'll see how this goes also need people to keep me accountable of that so that's what I'm telling you all (laughs) Yes, we got your back. And I remember Connie mentioned last time um, an app that that has helped her, um, you know, navigate her finances. What is that app called again, Connie? Oh, yeah, the app, I was just going to pull it up. It's called Buddy. Um, and it's a great way. It's a great app to start using if you want to keep track of your finances. And since it's only seven, seven days into until the new year, if you want to start using this app I, and try it out for the month, see if you want to like carry it on in the next month or the next yeah couple of months, I suggest downloading it. And then um, you can look back at all your debit card or credit card purchases and start inputting like what you have purchased so far, just so you get a hang of how to use the app. But what I like about it, um, can everyone see my screen? I know we're on a podcast, but um you can what what's cool about this app is that like you can track like your expenses incomes and savings but they divide everything up into like nice um categories with like an icon so at the end of the month you can see like percentage breakdown of like how much you spend on entertainment food and drinks housing lifestyle um student loans it really like tracks everything and it's like um on your phone so it's like very convenient you can do it whenever 
I when I when I was using it like religiously, I would input what I spent immediately after um, when I spent it. So like, it really forced me to spend less that day because I inputted it twice. Like first I swiped for it, and then I inputted it on here, and then I see like, oh, I already spent this much throughout the day. Just keeping like a daily tab on how much you spend makes you want to spend less. Surprisingly. Yeah. Wow. I mean, um, I, I'm so, I'm so impressed by you guys of how, how you guys are thinking of these like so early in, in your twenties, Liza, and of course, Connie, you're in your 28 and, but still a student, but you already like have a way to control or uh, budget yourself. And a lot, a lot of my generations were so different, like back then about budgeting is like how my mom taught me, you know, put everything under the mattress. Um, and now I'm teaching parenting class and I'm teaching like those parents, like please budget. So I'm actually teaching a budgeting class. And one of the things we talk about is behavior choices. Like it's like, it's like physical fitness. It's like wellness of your financial wellness. Like it, what are the, like study your behavior. Like when do you want to buy coffee? Like I figure like at three o'clock I want Starbucks because I'm tired and I want more, you know, like two hours to work and, and, and you're tired, right? So that's the behavior you go for Starbucks. But why do we go for Starbucks? Because we need to spend $5 or we, you know, so like, why am I buying things? Like I'm just noticing, why are we choosing to do what we're doing? And then do we need to like buy? Is that as a wish or I should say needs or versus wants? So in pandemic, it's terrible because people are buying for wants versus needs because of the shopping therapy. And uh, of course, going out is becoming harder, right? So people are going out less. So in a way they're putting their money and buying things at the grocery store. So we go to Costco. So the behavior, studying your behavior is, I think it's the first thing that's important. And then because we can have so many, so many like tools, but if we don't understand the choices we make when we buy things or spend money, and we also also said like income is so important, but expenses is as important as your income. So um, what what are your expenses first and how are you gonna pay for those expenses? And then you can find income to wherever, you know, like part, two part-time jobs or three part-time jobs and, or entrepreneurs, you know, having an entrepreneur spirit, meaning like you can sell things. Uh, we always teach Tatiana how to like, sell everything if you don't need it like you can go to ebay craigslist we made so much money doing like a garage sale mm -hmm. um but you have to like be creative when it comes to income i think more so than expenses but mm -hmm. i would love to just like have someone in our podcast i think we were talking about that so we are planning to have a financial wellness podcast one day I think it's going to be have to he has to be soon. Um, so listeners out there, I think if you guys know of a strong Wahini financial person, you know, come and DM us or please DM us and uh, let us know. Um, and you know, ne it's never too late to meet with someone. Someone. So Liza is like 
so awesome that you are very proactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys are starting at a good age. I just started doing all this. I think there's just, I know we're not really talking about finance right now, but there's one thing I just learned that I wanted to share. Like if you really, if you want something, just going back to my list theme, write it down. And then in a month or two weeks, if you still want it, you can get it because you really, really want it, obviously. But just write all the things that you want and then you can categorize and like prioritize if you need it. Because when you see it on a piece of paper, you're like, oh my gosh, I want a lot of stuff. As opposed to going to the store and like grabbing it and grabbing it or in your virtual cart. So if you want something, by all means, you can get it, but like get it in 30 days. And if you still really want it, um, and then that's how you'll realize, because it's, you're going to buy things in life. It's not like you're going to just never buy anything, but it's just a matter of like, if you really feel that you need to buy it. Yeah, that's true. And I've also been hearing a lot of the 50, 20, 30 rule. Is that correct? Like 50% goes to your like utilities and every need. 30% goes to your like, like once and then 20% goes to your savings. I'm just curious if you guys actually follow something along the lines of that. I should say like 50% of, of my life is about eating. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe when we have that podcast, we should come with homework done. Like what we yes. spent. Because that actually, will be account. Go ahead. Know, what you thinking? Oh, I was going to say it's interesting because I hadn't heard of that um, until recently, but that was after I was listening to this Dutch finance podcast. And um, it's just so interesting because a lot of these people, what Aries was saying, they're not like banking and they're not like doctors or anything, but their savings ratio, they make it really high. So like 50% savings instead of even 20. And so um, last year we realized that we were like really pushing like almost 50% savings through COVID and to like pay off our debt, um, which yeah, I don't know. It's just so fast. I like, I like love these statistics now, but it's just so fascinating. Like this is their mindset or these people's mindsets to like really get out of debt, um, consume, like consumer debt or like student debt or their mortgage or whatever. Um, yeah, but finding out those statistics because I didn't even know how to look for it before. Like how to even tell what mine was, but it was really interesting when I started. That's, yeah, that's a good idea, Tati, like homework. I feel like that's like our um, checking how much screen time we used. <laughs> I, ever since we talked about that too, I'm very aware of it, even though I may not be better about it, but I'm like trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying like, whatever we're trying to organize, I think 2021 is like seek guidance. Um, mm -hmm. uh, definitely like we don't know everything and YouTube is not the answer for everything. Um, and even podcasts, but I, I would say like seek real person guidance, like, even if it involves such as like organizing your closet. And sometimes I just need a friend who's like gonna sit with me and organize together. <laughs> because mm -hmm. I, I'm, I hate organizing kitchen. So yeah, just seek, you know, seek someone, a professional, I should say. I just wanted to add uh, with the financial wellness, oh, wellness podcast, if you guys would do a, a little bit about or talk a little bit about like investing because I think that's an important topic within 
financial responsibility and just having more people educated on investing in general it's like such a vague topic but it's so important in order to like build wealth because you can't just save that won't help you really like own the things you want to own unless you're living very minimally but like living in Hawaii you really need to like have multiple streams of income and investing is another stream of income a lot of people don't know about especially in their 20s yes and it's never too late yeah like is it wise to start investing when you have student loans to pay or like like where like what is the fine line like how much is, like should you start investing with you have like other things you need to pay off still i have this theory with organizing though uh it's kind of going back to the marie kondo like you have to see everything you own like the thing with so living in new york you don't really have storage but that's actually kind of a blessing because you know what you have when you have storage it's kind of scary because you just shove it all in there you just unless you take a picture and inventory of everything you have it's impossible to remember what's it like i dare you to name everything in your closet so i think in terms of organizing just feeling empowered that you know it's okay if you have a lot of it but if you know everything and why you have it and what it's used for then that's a very different story than just like having all of these things just to have these things and i think that goes back to finances like okay you spend your money on things during christmas or whatever but at least you know where it all went so just kind of like keeping tabs on all the things you do that way like back to your point mom aries <laughs> auntie um you're just <laughs> you're just aware oh, shoot what <laughs> i distracted myself you're just kind of aware of the themes of your behaviors so that you can kind of create these um like uh you can determine what you're doing and make changes so it's not just like oh my god i'm spending so much money period but it's more than just that you know so i think there's just at the end of the day for organizing organizing it's just seeing all the things you own and then going from there thank you for tuning in to this episode of the wahine collective podcast and we hope you learned something new about organization Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be all about love languages and how to deal with broken relationships.